Welcome to another episode of Coder Spotlight, where we interview developers, designers, and other contributors in the world of custom software. Today's guest is Daniel Pergolis, a software developer here at Agile Thought. Thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Let's get started by talking about how you got introduced to code. Okay, well, basically I clicked the view source button in Internet Explorer when I was a kid, and uh, what I saw was something that fascinated me. You know, the idea that a huge wall of obscure text could produce a web page was really interesting to me, and I just wanted to know how it was done. How old were you? Um, probably about 15, maybe younger. Okay. Mm -hmm. So after that point, did you just immerse yourself in code? Yeah, I mean, at that point, I wanted to just start making web pages because that seemed to be the, the most accessible thing. And uh, so I, from there, I went on to learn uh, JavaScript and how to manipulate the DOM and do animations and stuff and eventually got into more complicated stuff. But I was, I was pretty pulled in just from that first exposure. Were you all self-taught? Yeah. You didn't go to school for... No, no, I did not go to school for computer science. So everything I know today is something that one of my mentors have taught me. I've had a few mentors over the years at um, the various places I've worked, and they were really inspiring people who, of course, are really passionate about software development. And um, these guys taught me things that I wouldn't, that I didn't know that I didn't know, things I wouldn't have found out on my own. So. It's really important to be around people who know what they're doing. Absolutely. Or else I'm imagining that it would be a lot more frustrating to do your job. Yeah. Have you experienced anything like that? Um, you mean being in an environment where everybody else is lost but me? Yes, and I'm I'm talking prior to Apple Thought. So <laughs> yeah. <here. laughs> yeah, I, I have been in situations like that and um, what ends up happening is people start to, to look to you for answers. And while that could be a mess because now you have more responsibility and more work than one person should have on their back, it, it kind of it forces you to learn a little bit of leadership. It forces you to learn to uh, be nice to people who are trying their best, but also recognize the people who really aren't trying their best. I mean... I wouldn't, um, I don't regret those experiences. They were good, they, they taught me things, but I did do what I could to get away from that environment also. Hmm, how long did you last in that environment? Uh, about a year, mm-hmm. When you got started, exactly how did you teach yourself? Did you have a mentor to help you out or did you look at like YouTube tutorials? Uh, no, not YouTube. There was this there was this website called HTML Goodies that I was on all the time. And also, later on, I found W3 Schools. So this was back when I was just learning... I was learning HTML. So I, I would just write simply HTML, make a web page. It's just... You have a marquee going across the top, some text on it, and I would just be thrilled by that. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was just such a fun experience for me. Um, and then, you know, I would just go through the, the links of tutorials and learn whatever was there, whatever they were teaching. That's how I ended up moving from HTML to JavaScript and from that to PHP. 
which is um, a notoriously dangerous programming language to use, but I didn't know that at the time, and uh, it, was, it, it was really good for beginners. So I would just go through the tutorials and build stuff. Really, I would do, I, I would learn by being hands-on. I wouldn't read like a huge long article or a big book or something. I would just start working and, you know, eventually the program will break or stop working or, you know, I'll get completely lost or write myself into a corner. And that's when I would go seeking help and then, you know, go back. I think that, I think that that, that method of learning has helped to um, continue uh, my building passion because if you go read a huge long tome about a programming language when you walk away from it you're, you're not going to be feeling very inspired I promise you that you're going to feel like you're going to feel like taking a very long nap let's <laughs> put it that way how do you relate coding? I mean some people I've heard relate it to it's like a puzzle piece and they want to solve the puzzle um, I guess if you could build a puzzle out in sort of whatever shape you want, because you do have to connect the pieces together. Right. Also, if you had to sort of build each piece, a whole bunch of people all around the world can build their own small pieces of the puzzle, right? And then you could go on the internet and grab their puzzle pieces and use what they built to build your own thing. And then you could take what you've built and share it with other people and they could use it in a different way or deconstruct it and use, use it in a completely different way. And um, that's, that's what's so cool about it. The way I would relate to, what I would relate programming to is a huge worldwide puzzle that everybody can contribute to. So what aspect of your job do you like most? Um, well, obviously being able to work with technology. I really like being a part of an agile thought team because it's so it, every all the parts work so well and they they fit together and the project always typically always runs very smoothly uh, always having a subject matter expert around for whatever it is that we're working on uh, the fact that our teams are never forced to commit to anything that we don't know we can accomplish whether that be in the form of the deadline the scope or the technologies that we end up working with I feel like things are done very well here, so what that allows us as developers to do is uh, show our greatest potential. Okay. Your greatest potential. Can you dive into that a little bit more? Yeah, well, if you throw a developer into an environment where morale is bad, you know, everybody feels like they're on a sinking ship and um, the project is already two months past due, and they're trying to work with technologies that they've never used before, never really made any promise to, to support, and you know the whole thing is just a mess. It's going to be hard to to see the you know how good that developer is at their job. You know, some of these people are, and this is a very real thing. A lot of people are out there on those sinking ships, and they're holding things together, but they're not really getting recognition and it's hard uh, it's hard for them to do their best or, or use you know what they probably consider their greatest skills because they're just trying to shovel the water out of the boat as much as they can in an environment like this where everything runs smoothly and according to plan um, I feel like 
what developers can do is their very best job, what they think is the cleanest, best documented, um, most maintainable code possible. And that's how you get the uh, long supported projects that we dish out. Mm -hmm. So you like the variety more? I definitely like the variety more. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about Agile Thought easily. Is I'm always jumping from one project to the next. I get to do a lot of new things, work with new technologies, work with new team members. You know, get to know a lot of people from the company. Right. Which is um, super useful because they all have different toolkits that they're familiar with and different. You know, they're experts in different areas, so you get to learn a lot that way. Hmm. How many projects are you on at once? Um, total projects at once. Yeah. Is it usually one? Is it usually one? Yeah. Oh, um, Because from typically. what I understand, some people do are in, like, a couple projects at one time. Yeah, yeah. No, it's typically just one project at a time. Um, it seems like that's different for everybody. Like, I know, I know one person who was on, like, three different projects, and I know the TAs te seem, they tend to be on more than one project at a time, but Max, for me, was here at Agile Thought, and that was just, like, three projects, and that didn't last very long, it was only a week. Hmm. Can that get overwhelming? Um, well, not really. I would describe it as exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cuz you're still working the same amount of hours just Yeah, and I mean you're only dedicating yourself to whatever amount of work you know you can realistically accomplish. So. Yeah. And from what I understand, you just have to be transparent with that reality and tell like your scrum master like this is going to be done at this yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. And they're not trying to overload you, you know. And, and they're very aware of, of what you're working on typically. So we're running up on time, so we can do our last question, which is our fun question. What is your favorite mobile app you cannot live without? Um, Podcast Addict. It lets you download a bunch of different podcasts. And there's this one on there called Linux Luddites, which is very cool. They talk about Linux. And they're English. They have very thick English accents. Oh. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being on the show today. Oh, absolutely. I had a great time. like to listen to more podcasts or if you're interested in finding out how Agile Thought can help your next IT projects, visit agilethought.com.